Well, folks, I'm back. I decided to record another chapter today. Um, basically, it's because I have a little bit of time today, so I'm going to do that. So this chapter, of course, is chapter two of All the Diets Under the Sun by Guillermo Perez, available on Amazon. It's called The Life Change. I was still very skinny and very short in high school. I recall my mom was concerned about my height and thought I would be disadvantaged being short. So she took me to a doctor to see if I should get shots that would spurt my growth. The doctor told my mother that though I was on the lower end of the height range, it was not unusual for some people to grow slower than others and that she shouldn't be concerned for a few years yet. I mentioned this just so you get the idea that I was a little guy. But little does not mean wimpy. I was second oldest of five kids, soon to be six. My brothers never cut me more slack than they believed necessary. This means that we fought. This was an excellent exercise in growing into strong, confident young men. At least confident enough when it came to defending ourselves. Our parents never encouraged the fighting and they never allowed it to get violent. They just let us go at it enough to toughen us up. The result was I didn't start fights, but I always was ready to defend myself. In the first year of high school, another kid named Patrick and I were about the same height. We were hanging around the courtyard at lunchtime, and the seniors got it in their heads to pick up the little kids from the freshman class and stuff them into the garbage cans. There were those old-style big 35-gallon steel drums. I saw them put one kid in, and then they came after me and Patrick. I don't remember if Patrick ran inside, but I never forgot what happened with me. Three guys ran over and picked me up. Two grabbed my arms, and one grabbed my legs. For some reason, the idea that they were guys from the wrestling team popped in my head. But one thing I'm sure is that they were extremely into their sports. They were jocks. The one thing that is always in your favor is that they expect no resistance. Their strength didn't matter. It was brains over brawn at this point. I first struggled against them getting a hold of me, but that failed. Then I waited and relaxed for a moment. They thought I gave up. Quick as a flash, I stretched up my arms, reached and secured a handful of hair at each of the guy's heads holding my arms, and smacked their heads together. They dropped me like a sack of potatoes. From that point on, though I was not a tough guy, no one tried to mess with me. Though I was small, they knew I was resourceful and a bit crazy. When I look back at high school, I remember how awkward I was. I have a feeling it's the same for most kids at this age, but for some reason, I felt alone. I made friends with a group of guys that didn't seem to fit anywhere. There were the jocks, the brainiacs, the nerds, the potheads, and then there was just me and my buddies. A group of friends that hung out for no other reason than we accepted each other as we were and found common ground with music and beer. My buddies and I started going to rock concerts and partying on weekends. Some kids smoked pot. I had tried it a couple of times, but I just didn't like the way it screwed up my perception, so I avoided it. To this day, in my 50s, I can honestly say I've never gotten drunk or high at a concert. It just never made sense to me. Music is what I get high on. Why would I want to ruin the experience by screwing up 
my own ability to enjoy the sounds. I started to get really social in the third year of high school. My doctor was taking me off the Broncotab's asthma medication I had been on for years, and that made a huge difference. Through all my years in high school, academics were always a struggle. Even when I worked really hard, I just seemed to be unable to put two and two together. That is until this medication was out of my life for good. The Broncotab's medication helped me breathe, kept my bronchial passages open. What we didn't know, and I'm not sure the doctors knew either, is that the medication was also a form of speed, a very powerful stimulant that kept my mind unable to focus all those years before. Suddenly, I felt that the door to the world had just opened before me. I was not angry or upset with the past years and the struggles the medications had caused. I know that I might not have survived to write this book without it. It's not worth complaining about, but I am happy that my health improved and that the med medical community came up with new medications that did not cause the same side effects. As a little boy, I remember going to get White Castle Burgers with my older brother on Queens Boulevard in New York City. We lived walking distance away at the time. He placed the order, turned to me, and told me how much it would cost. I could see the prices, but I had no ability to do the math in my head. I was amazed. So when the guy at the register run up, rung up the order, and my brother was right, I thought he was a genius. Don't get me wrong, my older brother is very intelligent that time, he was almost a god to me because he could do this. When I came off the medication at 16, I finally realized I was doped up most of my life. This is why I struggled with anything conceptual. My life turned on a dime and I began to comprehend things I never had before. Yet still to this day, I am a bit of a scatterbrain and I blame the medication for it. The medication had another unintended consequence. It kept me thin. Yes, all those years I could eat any sweets I wanted and eat volumes of food and I never seemed to gain much weight. All this began to change. In the years ahead, I would realize I had to become active to burn fat. I couldn't drink beer and eat pizza without suffering weight gain. Of course, at this young age, my body was still growing so I did not yet realize the full ramifications of the eating habits I had developed over the years. Well, that ends the short chapter two, and that's why I recorded it today. I hope you had enjoyed it. Um, what else can I say? Was it really the, the point of being scatterbrained? I still am. Sometimes it's hard to focus. And uh, I, I don't believe a lot of people have that problem that have not suffered from having these kind of uh, um, medications in their system. So I hope to God that other people who have suffered like that know that you're not alone and that there is an answer out there and that as your mind becomes clearer, you can become more focused, you will improve. Well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and chapter three will be next. Thank you.